Welcome back to the Crazy Counselor Podcast. And listen, you already know what I'm going to say. You already know this by now. Like, (laughs) I'm so excited about this week's guest. Like, I'm always excited about my guests, right? And so with it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I wanted to bring on a guest who um, has a testimony that they could share that of course, will be inspiring and uplifting in so many ways. And with her personality, she brings so much humor, but she also brings truth. And so when I was thinking about who I could bring on, I was thinking about my longtime friend, and I call her the president, the prophetess, all of these things, the queen, but Miss <laughs> LaQuisha Persack, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Can you please give the people a an introduction? Because I know you, I know that you're amazing and all of these things, but give the people an introduction. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Brandy, for that introduction. I feel like somebody important. Thank you, girl. You are. You oh, are. So good, girl. <laughs> Um, as Brandy said, y'all, I'm LaQuisha. We have been friends for child. Boo, I don't even, girl, they gonna know how old we are then, so I'm gonna leave that alone. But right. for <laughs> decades, well over some decades. Right. Um, and just, you know, just been friends and, um, throughout life, been through all kind of things. I call Brandy, if she's calling me the prophetess, I'm gonna call her the dream queen because this is the hill (laughs) the worst thing in the world is to have a person that a friend that's that's a prophetic dreamer yes this lady right here now (laughs) he don't let her fool you with the little professional now god speaks to her but he don't just say brandy one two three he say brandy go to sleep <laughs> and I'm gonna give you a vision that no one on earth can interpret. And then she would call me and I would say, girl, look at him. I ain't got enough college degrees to interpret right. what God done told you. Right. Right. But as Brittany said, I, you know, I I love God. Um, it's it's been a lot. I am the founder and president of the Journey of Women's Fellowship, and it's a, a fellowship for women for Bible studies, encouragement, and it's, and it's a, it's a special time and a, a, uh, a, uh, a safe space where we have food, fun, and fellowship and where women can come together to just talk to each other, learn the word of God, and really encourage each other, um, not only in the Lord, but around other sisters in a very non-judgmental uh, space. Yes, I love that. I love seeing everything that you're doing on social media and anytime that we talk, just you sharing about it, because I know that you're so passionate about women's issues and uh, women just coming into the knowledge of who they are and walking in their purpose. And you've you've been at this for a long time. Like as long as I've known you, you've been really passionate about this. Like, y'all, she she's not new to this. Like Mm -hmm. she's she's been at this for a minute. So. Girl, yes, this before it became cool. And this is even a Facebook to be on, okay? So this is, you know, and I tell people, I say, when you're really called to the ministry, it's something you really don't want to do. You know, it's something that you have to accept over and over again. 
And um, it's not for the weary. It's not for, it's not a game. Right. As I tell you, it's real out here in these prophetic streets. <laughs> if you are not called to minister to people, please don't be out here on Facebook Live every every day. Right. Please don't be out here because it's really real. And yeah. you are held to a higher level of responsibility um, when you are trying to be in a spiritual role. So I right. take that very seriously. Girl, I've been saved so long, child. And when we started talking about the breast cancer, I had start, I had to start uh, telling God, God, you remember I did this for you <laughs> back, back, yes. back in 2004, girl. I had to start bringing out the receipts for Jesus. Yes. I said, you got to get me out of this. Yeah. Ooh. Girl, I ain't, I'm a whole, I'm a whole, listen, I'm a whole mule though. I'm a listen, Ooh, listen, I, I'm excited right now. Like, <laughs> I know the girl. So let's go back to the beginning um because mm -hmm. i heard on an earlier episode about my experience um with you know a scare where i was like you know kind of same thing like well, now, mm -hmm. minute, now what are we about to do because <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. about this you know and even though um my test results were different mm -hmm. the reality um, because I still have a lump in my breast. Like that's a real thing. Yeah, it's real. And, yeah, it's it's really real. And you know, and and I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna shut up and let you share your story. But even now, I'm walking through the anxiety of having to do these checks because I have to know if it gets bigger, if it if anything else develops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's just an increased level of awareness. And, 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 you know, I'm going to be honest, anxiety that I have to walk through mm -hmm. because I want to go through that again. So, mm -hmm. um, but hearing your story and seeing you, um, that was what kept me like, if Quisha could do it, whatever comes, I know that I could do it. So I'm going to shut up now. Quisha, take me back to what, I guess if it was a routine. Mm-hmm. Take me back to that time where uh, you went in for your exam and things look different. Mm -hmm. um, and I will preface by saying, um, and most black women do have dense breasts, um, <laughs> women in general. But I think with minorities, I don't know, genetically, we have denser breast tissue um, and a, a more lumpier, naturally lumpier breast. So I'm 41 now. Um, I've been getting mammograms since 30 years old. So I don't know if you know that, but mm -hmm. I have been getting um, age of 40, which I believe is the national standard for women to start getting them. Um, but because my breasts were so lumpy, in general, just very dense, um, I've been getting them for 30 years, uh, since 30 years old, have never had a problem. Mm -hmm. um, back in March 2020, Every it was coronavirus. It was like, okay, this is the kids not going back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, I had had my mammogram, everything was fine. Um around and I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna share something publicly here. <laughs> I don't know how many viewers you got, <laughs> but I'm gonna share it publicly here for the first time. And I don't know if um you know this. I don't know if you know this. Um was it August? Whenever it was, Brandy, when Chadwick Bozeman died, that did something to me. 
And I don't know why. I think it did some to a lot of people when it just came out that he had passed away. It was announced on Facebook, on his Instagram. And I was just scrolling one day and it hit me in my spirit. And then the subsequent days that followed to know that he had been silently not only suffering, but living. Wow. It did something to me then prophetically. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother podcast if you ever want to talk about that, because <laughs> that is a life that was well lived to the fullest. Someone understanding. Yes. I, this is why I am here and I am going to do it. Yes. And that that made me under, understand, you know, we had these jobs where we stressed out our blood pressure high. You know, people don't like us. We don't like people. And we and we go day to day. And then by the grace of God, we get to 65 years old. And then it's like, okay, I want to go on a vacation now. Where we've so it made me think differently at that time. Mm. And so something started happening to me when I was like, Lord, what is this? Because by that time I had been working from home since around March when COVID-19 really started, you know, when they was like, oh, you can't go nowhere but outside the job, you know, you right. can't nothing. Right. Um, that was sept- so around September 2020, the kids were going back to school. Brandy, I started getting major anxiety and panic attacks mm. because I had to go back to work after being working from home for six months. And God had been dealing with me that whole summer, prophetically and in the natural, about race relations. We watched George Floyd get killed on TV. We watched all this stuff. We watched Christians. You know, it was a season that we had got ushered into as a nation. And I know this ain't about breast cancer, but I'm saying this to say this. Girl, it started weighing on me I can't go back and you know where I used to work I can't go back mm-hmm. and then the Holy Spirit started saying if you don't leave something very bad is going to happen to you mm-hmm. this was in September it got so bad I was breathing into a brown paper bag that I got for my daughter's little snacks mm-hmm. I had to go to my husband and say listen I don't know what's going on But I am telling you, I cannot go back. Subsequently, I went back, did everything in the proper order, put in my resignation uh, notice. November 2nd was my official last day. Mm -hmm. But I had taken some leave. So during that leave, Brandy, I was getting my mental health. Girl, you know I don't like to work out. Girl, I started working out. And jogging and getting the fresh air and doing all of that. On December 18th, which was a month after I left my job, I had lost about 15 pounds from being healthy, doing what I wanted to do. Came back from a walk, about a mile and a half, two mile walk, took off my sports bra and happened to feel a lump like under my breast in a very conspicuous location. Mm-hmm. And I had never felt it before. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. That was weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said all that because my insurance for the state, because I had very good health insurance, was going to uh, be over on December 31st, 2020. Mm-hmm. So it carried over for a month. Mm-hmm. This was December 18th. I found the lump. 
I had no job. I left my job for professional opportunities. Mm-hmm. When I felt God was saying something bad was going to happen, I felt it was all professional. I did not understand that God was removing me completely from a situation where I would not to save my life. Mm-hmm. Where I would be totally focused and would not ignore stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I listen to your podcast. So I know we want to keep going or put right. it off or be like, well, maybe it ain't nothing. Right. God didn't allow me to do that. Wow. So I had to call my doctor, who's a very well-known and popular doctor up here. Mm-hmm. Girl, I don't even know how I got in that next week. Her nurse was like, girl, let, let me get you in. Got in that next week. Um, She felt it. She knew my history of dense breasts. And she's like, you know, I don't think it's nothing. Maybe some kind of fibroid tissue, but I'm going to go ahead and send you to radiology to just check it out. And because I had been going for 10 years, I knew the procedure. Right. In, they do the mammogram. They do an ultrasound sometimes. And you go on your way. And about seven days later, you get a little paper that say everything is benign and you keep it moving. Right. Okay. And- Girl, I was sitting there. Child, they, I was sitting there two and a half hours. I thought they had forgot. That had never happened. So I'm like, what in the heck? Mm-hmm. Then um, they came back like after two hours of me just sitting there, people coming and going. A nurse lady came out and said, oh, the doctor would like to, the radiologist doctor would like to see you. And I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Girl went back in there. So she was performing the ultrasound herself and was bringing it up on the screen. And she said, oh, I, because guess what, Brandy? The mammogram could not even see the lump. Wow. She had, I had to point to her and say, it's right here. And she Mm -hmm. had to get the ultrasound thing to move over it. And she said, okay, I can see it with this now. And that's one thing we have to know as women. You still have to do your self-breast exams. You still have to, to do it because the mammogram, and they make you sign this little paper, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where they be like, you know, on these commercials, oh, you get everything free, blah, 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 blah. The fine print, da, 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 da. that fine print say the mammogram may not catch everything. Right. Wow. And it did not. As a, the lump sin right there, Brandy right there more on the surface of the skin so that's how i even seen it and felt it girl she's like oh i see a lot of blood going to it it didn't hurt it did nothing Mm -hmm. so that like freaked me out and she said i'm gonna have to ask you to come back to get the biopsy which i know you know about that yes girl girl, child that needle look like something off of star trek the next generation (laughs) When I went for my biopsy, I I had the nurse holding my hand. I am not ashamed to say it. Like she was like, "Do you want me to hold your hand?" And she was joking, but I was like, "Uh, can I take you up on that offer?" <laughs> like I'm I'm for real. Like, yeah, I, I get it. It was I, you know, it was like the biggest needle I had ever seen, and it was one of them needles that once they stick it in there, it can take out specimens. So it got a little hand on the end of it. You know, and I just heard the man clicking, clicking, clicking. Yes. Oh. And he kept, and he was like, I want to get a little bit more. I want to get a little bit more. And just the way everybody was acting. But the nurses, like, you know, them nurses are so comforting. She's like, oh, we do this all the time. People yes. do this all the time. You know, don't stress. That's just what they learn in medical school, I guess. But I'm going to be stressed. So you can say whatever. Right. Or the infamous line, my, my, um, 
nurse was saying, don't worry until there's something to worry about. And I'm like, listen, the fact that I have to have a biopsy, we are past the point of something to worry about. Like Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, lay day, lay day, not lady, but lay day. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to be stressed out until otherwise I don't need to be. Okay. Right. So girl, that man took out all these chunks and then I don't know if they did this with you, but they'll put that little chip in there. Yes. Yeah. So they can always go back and find it. Mm -hmm. Um. After that day, girl, that that thing hurt so bad. Um. I believe it was a Thursday or something. It was the December twenty eighth. So by from December eighteenth of me finding it, going to my gynecologist, going to the mammogram, going to get the uh mammogram, uh radiology, then coming back from the biopsy. That was all like two weeks. Okay, I want to I want to pause here because I think this mm -hmm. is important, Laquisha. Um, for any ladies who are going through this or mm -hmm. haven't gone through this yet, um, there was a I think the the difference in our situations was, and there was one thing they said that was true. I know that <laughs> I know that we say that you know people tell us stuff to make us feel better, but I spoke to a nurse and she said, um you know, if, if there's not like a real, real, real urgency, then mm -hmm. it's, it, you may be okay. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so I think the fact that there was like a two week time period from, oh my gosh, we have a lump to biopsy. Um, mm -hmm. whereas in my case, there was like a month long process. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, you know, that's, that was even more time that, you know, I had the stress because I, I had my, you know, my exam on at the end of March and I didn't go for the biopsy until like, I think it was April 28th. So I had all that time. So I just want to put that out there, throw that out there to say that there's not really a rule or formula when it comes to it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I don't know. I just wonder if there's something to be said about like just that urgency of, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, if we see something that's concerning, like we're going to make sure that mm -hmm. we get you in and not make you wait three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Um, Girl, I know you were sick waiting. I mean, I had days. I couldn't imagine a month, you know, I, I'm a worrier. I think we similar in that regard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the prophetic gift or what, but child, you be like, Lord Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. But, um, I don't, I'll, Honestly, I don't, I'm, and you know me, I don't like to be like, child, the grace of God. But it really was Brandy because yeah. I, I don't know why it happened so fast. I told him, listen, my insurance is up December 31st. Girl, when she first looked at it and was like, oh, it's a lot of blood going to there. You got to come back from the biopsy. And she did say, you know, you may have to come back in two or three weeks once we can schedule the biopsy. And I said, ma'am, I'm not going to have insurance in two to three oh, weeks. My, okay. You know, December 31st. Girl, okay. that nurse went through that paperwork. Nah, they, they don't, they can't make no opening. It is what it is. She looked and she was like, Oh my gosh. She's like, two days from now, we have this opening. Can you come back in two days? Wow. Man. So I'm not even playing with you. I can, And that's how I came back in two days. Wow. And I'm telling you that Brandy, and if we even get to 2021, this all still uh, December, 2020, God saved my life. Mm. God saved my life. 
because you know as a woman the the more weight you have the bigger your breasts are mm-hmm. had been home because i would have not have worked out i would i would have been at work just going going working 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 late i would not even have and i had no reason because remember i had just had a mammogram right i had no reason even after i found it i said well i just had a mammogram but some in my spirit and that's where we as women have to say you know what I ain't bothering the doctor, you know, it's all this and this and that. Just go, and if it ain't nothing, then live your life. Right. Go glass of wine or something and enjoy your evening. But right. don't <laughs> sit up there and don't go. Right. So you, I don't I don't care how little it is. Yep. yep. Okay, because I will go to urgent care from a doggone prick in my finger from, <laughs> from, a, from a piece of wood, child. Okay? That's right. what they there for. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you go. You yeah. <laughs> you get, no, this is this is really good. Like you're you're dropping so much knowledge right now. Like wisdom, shall I say, wisdom? And I love the way you you have the humor, but you're also giving us so much encouragement because you know it was clear that God was with you in this process. So you yeah. go waiting and on december 28th you get a phone call or how did they call you to give you the results so december 28th um i think it was a thursday it was it was either wednesday or thursday after the biopsy so typically they work really fast now you know i i live in tallahassee it's definitely not atlanta or a big city but they actually have a very um advanced uh cancer uh program the way they all work together and coordinate and move very fast but being that it was december 28th uh however the days was falling it usually takes like two two to three days they told me but because of the new year offices would be closed and and that whole thing Mm -hmm. so it went to a weekend so it was some several days i had to wait so um and i listened to your story and when you said that nurse called that's a good sign Mm. because if the doctor called and ain't trying to scare nobody but the nurse ain't finna call you with no with no heavy news right so it was a doctor it was a different man now these radiologists these some professionals they can take a biopsy they can look at it then they have another one that diagnosed it and call it but they know what they looking at they don't want to alarm you but they know what it looks like but they can't say anything until yeah. they send it off to some lab okay yeah. but when that man was like let me just take a little bit more out i want to make sure i have enough some in me was saying this man knows something going on. That's why he trying to make sure he got enough. Wow. Which he was doing his job. Yeah. So the other man called and he said, Miss Persat, you know, uh, I'm so sorry to let you know that the results of the uh, specimen came back. And then he just said, you do have uh, breast cancer. And he explained it was um, uh, invasive ductal carcinoma. And he said, um, there's no good kind of cancer, but if you had to have cancer, this would be the good kind to have. Mm. And he said, the good thing is it was caught very early, very early. And wow. then, um, so 
he said, I've already notified your doctor, my gynecologist. Like it, he said, we've already um, sent things in because you don't have to get an MRI, which people don't understand because even though it didn't look like it spread to them, you have to go in a whole MRI machine so they could see if it has spread throughout your body yeah. that they can't see. Um, so this is January the 4th. I don't have no job and no insurance. And because I work for the state of Florida, my whole family had been under my health insurance for like the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. And my husband had just started a new job on January the 1st. Mm -hmm. And we had to switch to his insurance. And he had just got there. And now your wife got cancer. Okay, this ain't uh, going to get a, a well woman's exam. <laughs> okay, this ain't. Oh, it's know. it's ball game. Yeah. No, it ain't no forty dollar copay, baby. No man. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> um, Brandy. After that, probably within the next thirty or forty five minutes, my gynecologist called me, um, who I just love her dearly. I mean. And she just kind of explained, this is what's going to happen. Go to the American Cancer Society website page. This is, girl, and then it just happened so fast. And it was like, well, you'll you'll be scheduled for your MRI. This was, I believe, like a Monday. It was mm -hmm. like, first day, we're going to schedule your MRI. Uh, Monday, you have to meet with the breast care surgeon over Tallahassee Memorial. Uh, he's the lead person. So that's all January the 4th. So I don't know how much you want me to go, but it escalated extremely quickly. Mm -hmm. It escalated extremely quickly. I had to navigate insurances. I had to navigate uh, being on the phone, trying to figure out. So my MRI had to get pushed back because even though my insurance said affected January the 1st, them little people didn't even have, oh, it ain't showing up in the system yet. Well, baby, I have an appointment. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm still thinking, and Brandy, I'm financially, I need to work. Yeah. I have been since I was 14 years old. In my mind, I was thinking I was leaving to get a two little two months off, child, enjoy my little life for a little minute, and get back out there. Right. But God, and I will share this with you, I still don't have no job. Mm. From this time last year. Mm hmm but we not in a homeless shelter. Now, I'm going to tell you something. We not on no food stamps. God has provided. Right. Supernaturally. And me and right. you been to church where they get up there and be like supernaturally. And we right. be like, hallelujah. But he really did it for me. Yes. Still got my hair done. Still buy my makeup. Right. I don't, I can't explain it to you. Right. You said something that's that's so powerful. Um, when you said he did it, he's he did it for me. And I remember that was one thing that um, I shared that on, on my episode as well. And I shared it with a friend when I was going through my process. I was like, you know, I know that everybody has a story of someone that they know. So I was very careful about who I talked to about it. Someone that they know that it went one way or it went this way or it went that way. I said, but I need to know that God sees me. I expect God to do a miracle for me. Like I need him to do this for me. I need this to be a supernatural thing, or, you know, or just perform a miracle. Like 
Please, God. And you mentioned earlier how you were like, God, you got to get me out of this. Tell, tell me about that point. Girl, listen, and I think you mentioned this in your episode about your experience where 2020 and 2021, it was taking people out, whether it was COVID or some Ooh. random thing. And I felt like the deaf angel or one of them in Revelation, don't know which one, had been loose or something. And nobody was exempt. And the fear came over me. Because I had, at the time she was 10, she 11 now, I have an 11-year-old daughter. Mm. And I was, girl, you know me. They say you had cancer, then two seconds later, I'm in the grave. So you like, Lord, what? <laughs> oh, no. How? You know, you just thinking. Yeah. How is my family, you know? And it was a level of fear. And I want nobody to think this is easy because I didn't tell nobody except for my pastor and maybe five or six people that was real intercessors. Okay. Because when it come down to your life and you can handle it however you want to, I have to call, look, this is, this is where we at right now. So if y'all really believe in Jesus, like y'all say y'all do, I need some help. Okay, because I can't handle this. Girl, I and that and that's when I was like, I ain't no I ain't no better than Chad with Bozeman. You see what I'm saying? Ooh. I ain't no better than nobody. These little kids that have cancer, you start seeing that you're not exempt. Where the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. And we say, why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? It ain't no answer to that question, but I knew I wasn't exempt, but I did begin as they like to say, and it wasn't the real housewives of Atlanta, but it was LaQuisha pulling some receipts and saying, right. Jesus, I ain't never really had to bring nothing up that I done done for you because everything I done for you, it, it don't count. Cause you ain't need me no way. I say, but if it do count, Okay. Said, Look, just in, no. just in case it count and you didn't know. <laughs> baby, baby, just in case. Because in the old testament it counted for so I say, child, we got to go back before before grace. Cause child, well, I gotta tally up my sheet here. <laughs> Not you pulling out the calculator, like, uh, let's see, let's let's do a little tally. I pulled it all out, child, because at that point I had to say, look, Lord, if this, I said, Lord, I done live my life for you. And you know this to be true. This ain't even a game. Right. I said, Lord, I have. And Brandy, you knew me in college, girl. After I literally didn't. Now, let me tell you, don't, I don't recommend this now. But this was back in the Juanita Bonham days and no more sheets and, <laughs> and covering yourself up. Okay, <laughs> this is that days, child. You know about this was days of mega fest, getting on the getting on a big old bus with your church yeah. and going for five days at mega fest. Right. Okay, and we 24, 25 years old. You talking right. about holding it still right, baby. Okay, I'm up here, got one channel, and that's PBS. I'm watching the Antiques Road Show and Star Trek and reading my Bible. That's all I did for years. That's why I know the Bible to this day. It was never a game for me. I did not understand why at such a young age I was pulled to a consecration. Girl, you know what made me mad? I told God this. I said, I broke my Maxwell CDs for you. <laughs> and my brand <laughs> CDs. It was at that point.
point that you was really mad. Yes. Really real at that point. Uh. Girl, girl, listen, and you know I don't buy nothing. Child, <laughs> I had all three, four of them Maxwell CDs at the time. That was my <laughs> only thing in life. I say, God, I'm saved. I don't do this, but let me have my dog on Maxwell. For the love of all that is, girl, I broke. You remember back then, it was like, child, y'all can only listen to Kurt Franklin, and we barely want you to listen to him. Child, Jesus, I love y'all. Break these CDs. Mm-hmm. I to you, God. That's true. I, I'm wishing I still had my Jagged Edge and 112 CDs. I'm not even going to lie. But oh, girl, thank God for, for streaming streaming services now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> streaming services but before the streaming services i had to go back and buy my cds girl well <laughs> he never heard no. but said all that so i start saying god listen if it counted for anything if i mean anything to you lord you know and it was just weird because it was like the twilight zone everything was moving fast brandy and it seemed like six months but I had surgery on January 29th. Mm. That's how fast everything went. I was in <clears throat> doctor's appointments, two, three of them a week. You know, what decisions should I make? Oh, we can just take both breasts off. You won't never have to worry about it again. Or if we take half of this or you can get breast implants. So you can, And it just was like, you don't know what to do. Right. Okay, and so I don't even know where to go from there, but that's you into into this day right now. I feel like, oh, did I make the best decision? You so, know. So if you don't mind sharing, what did you decide to do? I decided um, because I had big titties. Okay, um, excuse the language, little kids. There is a way that you can. Um, get a they can because mine was localized and had mm-hmm. not spread later with the MRI it was found to have spread just a tad mm-hmm. which put you from stage zero to stage one mm-hmm. um they were able to because they don't just say oh let me remove the lump girl they take out all your tissue around that lump like the size of an orange child they take everything out just in case Along with lymph nodes under your arm, they check everything. So because I had so much breast tissue, um, they were able to do a lumpectomy and a uh, reduction. And the good thing about insurance is that they understand mentally and physically having a woman lopsided does not is not conducive to a healthy well-being. So they will pay for your other breast to get equal to the breast that got operated on. So I had what was called a lumpectomy and an oncoplasty, which mm-hmm. is basically a breast reduction and lift after they have removed everything. And I had enough breast tissue to do that. Some women don't have enough breast tissue or the cancer is so much, they have to remove all your breast tissue so you could get breast implants. You can get other options where you go completely flat. Um, these are all options you can have. And so I w- getting breast implants wasn't going to be an option for me because, as you know, I'm a hypochondriac. And I'll be like, these things is attacking my body. So right. I didn't want right. nothing foreign. And right. no disrespect to anyone because every woman has to make their own decision but my body rejects stuff. So I knew I did not want anything foreign 
in my body. So that's the decision that I ultimately made. Um, you know, if I could go back, I, I might, I might honestly would have just went flat to be honest. Wow. Because had I, had I, had I done that, I don't think I would have to have, um, done radiation because it wouldn't have been no breast tissue to radiate. Right. But that's the future. But, you know, you just don't know what to do. Right. You know, like, are you making an extreme decision? Because it was a little lump, you know. Right. But you, you so scared, you just don't know what to do. Right. Um, the surgery was four and a half hours. I was able to, um, and I, let me just say this. Jesus is the great physician, but he has gifted and anointed medical professionals to do what they do. Right. And thank God I just had, I call them my team of angels. Okay. I have so many doctors, specialists <laughs> that I need to throw a picnic for them or something. But girl, they were a blessing. They, they, they listened to me. They were gentle the whole time. Um, my breast care surgeon, his job is to remove the breast and I mean, remove the lump and remove the lymph nodes for testing. And he was like, you know, the plastic surgeon, I've worked with him a lot. So he recommended this, this other plastic surgeon in Tallahassee. They worked as a team. They right. did all of it the same day. You know, they removed everything. They reconstructed everything the same day. Um, it was just a very surreal experience, Brandy. It was very surreal. Right. And uh, I still don't believe it happened to me. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah, I remember when you shared your story, I was like, when you shared, I think, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, that was like three months later. Right. I was like, well, I well, I noticed that you had kind of gone silent on Facebook as far as posting, because I know you usually post an encouraging word or something about the journey or just what have you. And I just thought, oh, you know, Quisha kind of hasn't posted anything in a while. Um, but I knew that you were active on there because I would see you like like stuff or respond mm -hmm. to but, you know, 2020 was so crazy. I was just like, listen, I don't blame nobody for getting off Facebook. Girl. Because every time you got on there, somebody was dead. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I was like, I can't fault nobody if they just need a break because we could all use a break. And I, I empathize with you, um, Quisha, in the regards of it becoming really real, having that feeling of, I am not exempt. Like when I shared on that last podcast, how um, my friend died suddenly mm. um, I, around our age, like that, sh that shook me like that, that right there was like, now see, uh, uh, like, yeah. I think cause as around our age, I think we can justify it if the person is like 80 or, you know mm. what I'm saying? But when it's like, no, they were like, in their 30s or 40s yeah. you know it's like huh what yeah that's it's not supposed to happen like that and so I empathize with that feeling that you had of oh wait a minute now Lord do it count for something like what's what it makes you really question um I, I'm not gonna say question it puts things in perspective like when I yeah. tell Quisha now 
there's stuff I'd be like, man, things could be so much worse, Brandy. You don't even need to worry about mm -hmm. it. Like it just tell me about for you, how how did this experience put things in perspective for you? And how did it like shape how you see things and like deal with things now? It put first things first, family. Because if you are facing a diagnosis mm -hmm. where it could drastically change your life or you could even die, little stuff you've been trying to do does not matter. And I mean, it don't matter. Climbing the career ladder, uh, doing whatever, uh, you're just trying to not be dead. Right. Okay. You're right. just trying to live and survive at that point. It put a lot of things in perspective for me. It also put in perspective for me to trust the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't recommend nobody to just leave their job. And God has dealt with me in extremes. That's why when people see me on Facebook with a little word and, oh, that's cute. Praise God. But they really don't understand. Right. The, they don't. It's, 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 it's never been a game for me. Right. Randy, never. And I wish it was a game. Because then I wouldn't have to go through all of this kind of stuff. But I said, uh, I listened to God. He said, you have to leave. Okay. And the feeling, I could not shake it. And I had to get my husband in agreement. because I. And that's when... You really know God and can hear from God. Now, girl, you know me and you be like, Lord, I need a word. Jesus, what I'm supposed to do. And then God be like, child, keep praying. Cause, But in this instance, I know God saved my life. I know through the sequence of events. And it just started with a feeling. And that's what I want people to know. And you got to know God. So please know, please know to the listeners, you have to really get to a point where you know. And it's not something I could accept. So it never left me. The anxiety kept coming. To me, I feel like was a holy anxiety of, you know, of saying something is wrong. Yeah. And you're trying to figure this out and say, I got to pay my bills and I got to go to work and I got to do this. But I, 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 um, I listened to God. It, it made me understand how real God was in the midst of the diagnosis wow. because could nobody help me wow. yes my people could pray for me my friends could pray for me um the people that knew after the surgery they brought food over every day for like two or three weeks mm -hmm. didn't have to pay for anything or what have you um uh I knew God was real Brandy Right. And I know he still to this day, regardless of how it would have turned out. But it's a it's a revelation to understand truly no one is, is exempt from anything. Right. So you feel like this experience actually strengthened your faith where you kind of went from initially like, OK, why me? Like you said, pulling receipts like Housewives of Potomac and then... <laughs> <laughs> it going through the process or housewives of Atlanta and, but going through this process, it sounds like it has really strengthened your faith because you had that, like you said, God leading you. And, you know, sometimes we call that 
um, our intuition. And, you know, we always say a woman's intuition, boy. We, we like mm -hmm. to talk about that when we talk about these raggedy relationships. <laughs> you know? But in these situations, our intuition or God speaking will never lead you wrong. Anytime I've had that feeling in my gut, it has never led me wrong, ever. Yeah. Yes. And we have to, you know, and whether they, and the Holy Spirit lives within you and works with your spirit. And because in religion, sometimes it's like, well, God would never give you no bad feeling or God. So it couldn't be in God. So God had to keep dealing with me. Something bad is going to happen. And that's all I knew. God didn't say you was going to be diagnosed with cancer the next month, but God prepared me because Brandy, had I not listened, I would have still been working and it would have been March 2021 before I got my next mammogram. And who knows? And it was later found out that it had spread a little bit. So who knows what it would have been like wow. six months later had I waited. Right. And why God had me leave my job to this day. I got two interviews tomorrow. <laughs> well, <laughs> one tomorrow, one on Tuesday. Right. Here nor there. But I can tell you this, Brandy. As far as my faith being strengthened, I can say my faith has changed and I don't know how to explain it, but we use the term strengthen, but something happened to me where it changed the way my faith is. And I can, I guess that strengthen, but it's, it's real to me. It's, it's, I, I don't know an English word to describe, but I, you know how the old folks, you say I've been changed. Right. Like, that's how I feel in a way that I have been changed. And it's, and it's girl, it's a whole most story after that. <laughs> so I don't know how the, the podcast on the hour, but I just, you know, whatever you ask me, but we'll, um, have, to, we'll have to come back and do a part two. So we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll, finish this one and then we can come back and do another part too. So, cause I'm and sure it's so much. It's yeah. So much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, where are you today as a survivor? You're in remission, correct? Um, I don't know if it's called, I guess it's called remission. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I'm cancer free. And I know that's what I call it. Yes, I, I friend who calls it canceled. She doesn't call it cancer. She calls it canceled because oh that word that she got when she was diagnosed. Um, she's cancer free as well, but mm -hmm. that was her thing. She stood on that thing like this is gonna this is gonna be canceled. Like period. <laughs> like I'm not, oh like I'm gonna get through this. And so yeah, so you're you're cancer free. Amen. Amen. Praise the Most High God. <laughs> Jesus Christ okay <laughs> my life head of my life uh, and I am at the point where I'm learning what it means to be a survivor or having survived it because now I'm and I probably need to see a therapist which I was talking to a friend about talking about because you want it to be over with like I'm done with my radiation I'm done with my treatment child and live my life right but it doesn't happen that way and no one really tells you. And the doctors don't want to freak you out because it's stages and it's different stages. But so I'm at the stage now where they have put me on this medication that because my cancer was estrogen fed, 
Um, it's called tamoxifen, but there's different other types of medications where they basically triggers your body into a menopause-like state, mm-hmm. which is supposed to reduce the risk of occurrence. Um, so we'll see how, I mean, I didn't take it for months because I just didn't want to, and people suffer side effects from the medication. I'm currently experiencing what's called lymphedema swelling in my breast, the one that was radiated even three months post. Um, so I've just actually been referred to a therapist there um, and to get fitted for a compression bra. So when I kind of mentioned, had I known a lot of this before, I may have just taken, because you know me, girl, I just don't be wanting to deal with it, child. Yeah. I don't breastfeed nobody no more right now. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, um, I don't really need them, so to speak, but I, I didn't understand. And I just wanted the cancer to be gone and I wanted it to be removed. But that's where I am right now, Brandy. Uh, I knew, and I'll conclude with this on my end, I knew I was going to have to share the story. I knew it. I could, girl, you, seen, you talking to me now, mm-hmm. if you had talked to me in January, February, I was a complete mess in shambles wow okay total shambles Mm -hmm. just i i suffered allergic reactions after my surgery that Mm -hmm. caused my incision i mean it's 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 tragic (laughs) to say the least but we can talk about that today but i could not share without crying profusely i could not i had to call on certain people who could pray me through Every day I went to my radiation therapy. I, and thank God for Maverick City Music, child, I had to mentally prepare myself. Toward the last sessions, my skin started burning and peeling off. This is, this is not a game. You know, I had to just do what I could do. And you have to go every day for six weeks, Monday through Friday. And so you get through one step at a time. I shared my story, Brandy. I had so many women and you know, people be like, whatever, whatever, but they actually went and got a mammogram. They actually went and scheduled their pap smears. They actually, and I never thought anybody would, but, and I don't know how people view me. It's hard to see how other people view you, but I guess they said, man, if this happened to LaQuisha, this probably could happen to me, you know? Yeah. I had put it off. So I knew I was going to share my story. I'm still sharing my story. I do thank you so much for having me on because I have not shared it like this publicly with anyone. Um, and I'm still figuring out what to do, Brandy. I, I you know, is gr- I'm to the point now I'm like, God, you want me to work from home or not? Go-? So God is doing something yeah. in my life. Right has been ushered to another level and I can't rush him because as long as he's providing, I have to sit and listen to what he's saying. Right. But I encourage the women in one October, when I got my mammogram, it was December. October is the big push, but go anytime yeah. you feel and to this day, Brandy, I'm still scared. If I see a little change here, there, it freaks me completely out. And those are normal feelings to have. You ain't got to be like, I'm a rider and die for Jesus Christ, child. My faith will uphold me. Yes, ma'am, it will. Okay. 
but it's okay to be scared sometimes because this is yeah. your life. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. part one <laughs> of the story. Yes, yes. This is man, this is is so good. And you know, and to to add to just that encouragement for women to go and get checked, like, you know, I'm not 40 yet. And you know, they always say, well, oh, well, once you're 40 or over 40, then that's when you should be coming regularly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But what if it what if it was, you know, something and I didn't go because it was just like, oh, well, technically I have to go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who knows what what could have happened or would have happened. And, you know, I empathize again with uh, mm -hmm. and empathize with just that ongoing like because you, you got to check. Like, that's the thing. Like, it ain't yeah. like you can turn your head like, oh, that was a bad experience. Ooh. I'm glad I made it out of that, or that was challenging. I'm glad that's over. Like, no, we still got to check. Like, we still, you yeah. still got to know and be, you know, in tune with this thing to, to see if there's any any change. Because and it's with anything, your breath, your uterus, whatever. Yes. Go to the doctor. Yes. Yes. Go to the dentist. Don't <laughs> sit up there with a rind tooth. Take right. an ibuprofen for eight months. Right. And now, Quisha, I know you being for real, but you, you know, you were, you were so funny, though, the way that you say it. It's just funny. Randy, <laughs> I am being for real. You sitting up here with a whole rotten tooth talking right. about, I'm just going to keep taking some Tylenol because I'm scared of the dentist. Right. It don't make no sense. So we just have to, you know, be proactive. You know, if you don't have insurance, if services out here, especially for mammograms for women where you don't have to pay. And it's overwhelming brandy it was days i sat on the phone for four hours talking to insurance people it's a lot and i can't imagine an elderly person or a person that that had to go to work every day and that's why i'm gonna leave with this it was some kind of way to grace of god because i don't think i could have worked i physically couldn't right. i physically couldn't do a lot or mentally and I don't know why God gave mercy on me. So maybe what I did in the past counted for something. It didn't exempt me, but maybe God had favor on me for some reason. And that I strongly believe. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know, I know this is a podcast for the crazy counselor, but there is a counselor. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You gonna come on the podcast? You gonna preach regardless, I'm gonna huh? <laughs> I'm gonna come on here, Brandy, on the crazy counselor, and I'm gonna tell you about when Jesus said, "I'm gonna leave you because there's gonna be a counselor or someone that's coming even greater after me. And he's gonna live inside of you, and he's going to bring to your remembrance those things. He's gonna show you the way and what you need to do. So we have to listen. And I thank God that I knew God because I had nothing to hold on to but Jesus Ooh. and that's real and I'm gonna leave it like that because this is real out here yeah in these streets this is not a game I love y'all I love Brandy I love you sure I love all y'all and I just thank God that I'm here and I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna keep talking and I'm gonna keep living 
and I'm going to enjoy my best life. So things are going to be shifting because I want people to live their best life and I want to live my best life. Right. And that being stress and fear and working my high blood pressure about stuff that don't matter at yeah. the end of the day. So, um, that's all I have, Brandy. <laughs> Thank you so much, LaQuisha, for coming on to the, the Crazy Counselor podcast and sharing your story. I am honored that you felt comfortable enough to come on and, like you said, share your story in a way that you haven't before. Because for a lot of people, this will be their first time, like, hearing you talk about this process. Like, you know, they probably thought, oh, Quisha, like, she's, you know on the other side of it now, I'm sure she had, you know, she was strong, just strong. And and so it's good to hear your vulnerability in all of this, because that okay. speaks to what's in, what's really, when you're going through something, what's really in you is what's going to come out. You know, Ooh, Jesus. like that's when you find out what's really real. Like, like that's when, when perspective comes in, that's when what you believe, how you see life, Mm-hmm. Death, all of that, it it comes out. And so, Laquisha, your your story is going to help, and it's already helping, I'm sure, so many. Just the fact that people were inspired by you to go and get their mammograms. Like it, like that's that's awesome, especially as black women. Like, yeah, you know, we we have to be diligent about taking care of ourselves and not being afraid of going to the doctor and you know, it's, having a biopsy is not a fun experience at all. It is nerve-wracking. But you want your doctors to be sure. You know, you want to go get that check for that lump in your breast. Like, that, that's just what it is. Yeah. And so you've even inspired and encouraged me, um, Quisha, just, you know, in my prayers that, you know, this this lump continues to be benign and yeah. nothing else happens. Um but even if it's not a lump in your breast, ladies, it could be just having your regular physicals or your regular appointments with your OBGYN, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, I hope that LaQuisha's story has inspired you. If you've been waiting, putting it off, don't put it off. Like, go. What, what's the worst that can happen? Or, you know, what if it's, it's nothing? OK, well, you, you miss some hours at work, but this is your mm -hmm. life. You know what I'm saying? So it's not time wasted, <laughs> you know? It's not. Oh, don't, don't, as all this little, it's cool now to get on the internet and say, girl, take that PTO. But take it. That, I mean, come on. Right. Forget the people at work. Girl, go to the doctor. Right. If they ask you why you got to take off four hours, because I have to go save my life or try to. Right. So please. Y'all go, it's worth it. We had a good time, we had laughs, but it's real. But your life and your family is worth it because, child, you don't need nobody at your funeral falling over your casket talking about what they want to say to you. Not <laughs> because you know, yeah, yeah, you with the Lord. So, I just, I just I just want to encourage y'all and Brandy, thank you for having a safe space. And it's been very therapeutic. I know you are a therapist and a counselor and it's been therapeutic sometimes just to talk about it. Yeah. And 
you know, just it's, it's no right away wrong to feel days you scared, but it's days I get up and let me say this and I'm gonna stop talking because I, <laughs> oh, thank God for Bishop T.D. Jakes. Wow. I listen to multiple sermons per day, Brandy. And it got me through the pandemic and my sickness because I needed that. I Physically, I was broken. And it sustained my spirit. The music that I listened to sustained my spirit. Yes. And I thank God for my husband because it was two weeks. I couldn't even bathe myself. So this is not cute. And sometimes with the little pink ribbon, it's awareness, awareness. But this ain't cute. So early detection saves lives and it saves a lot of other suffering that you could possibly have to go through. So right. please, ladies, take care of yourself. That's it. Mic drop. That's it, child. <laughs> we doing the altar call. <laughs> we doing the altar call. Right, right. In true Laquisha yeah. fashion, altar call. Well, I hope that um, ladies and Fellas, if you're listening, I hope that you have really picked up these gems that LaQuisha has shared. Share them with your sister, your mother, your girlfriend, your boo thing, your wife, your niece, mm -hmm. you know, whomever. Ladies, take this information and you share it with, you know, your girlfriends, your mom, your niece, your aunt. Share this information and most importantly, Hold on to it and be proactive about your health for yourself. And so, LaQuisha, how can the people follow you and keep up with what you're doing with the journey? They can follow me if you do a Facebook search. It is The Journey, a women's fellowship. You can find my picture is on there. Um, they can find me that way. Uh, my Hey, my personal page is kind of personal, so it's not that you can click and follow, but I'm going to be making some updates in the future. So if y'all follow the journey page in the next couple months, it's going to be some that it's going to be a lot of LaQuisha and how I'm trying to to do a little bit more differently with living life. So if y'all follow me at um, the Journey of Women's Fellowship on Facebook, you'll know everything that's going on with me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So ladies, go and follow LaQuisha on the Journey Women's Fellowship. Keep up with everything that she's got going on. And again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Crazy Counselor Podcast. I always appreciate my listeners like y'all are awesome so anyway you already know what i'm about to say we'll be back with yet another amazing episode share this episode with your friends like don't keep this information for yourself share it with your friends and uh we'll 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 talk to you later <laughs>